Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Saturday on KLBJ with hosts Ed and Ben Clements. They're taking calls at 512-836-0590 or toll-free at 877-590-KLBJ. Hi again, everyone. I'm Ed Clements along with Ben Clements, and welcome to the End Zone Club live from historic Dirty Martin's Place on Guadalupe in the shadow of the University of Texas where there's a lot of people out here enjoying great burgers and fries and onion rings and milkshake and college basketball. This little place to be if you want to see a great SEC game, game tonight. The Alabama Crimson Tide against Rick Barnes and the Tennessee Volunteers in a big game. Our show, The End Zone Club, proudly brought to you by Howie Breen and Herman, Attorneys at Law, Covert and Bastrop, Plains Capital Bank, Pokey Joe's Barbecue, Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road, SNB Amusements, and by Delaware Subs. Ben Clements, good afternoon. How are you? You've got some breaking news yeah. from the NFL Combine in Indianapolis that involves a Longhorn football player. Yeah. Tell everybody about that. Yeah, a number of Longhorn players are in this combine led by um, the two stud receivers, Xavier Worthy and A.D. Mitchell. And moments ago, Xavier Worthy, I think he made himself about an extra million dollars. He broke the combine record for 40-yard dash at a 4-2-1, the fastest 40-time clocked in a combine, uh, defeating John or uh, John Ross, uh, who had a 4-2-2 years ago. It was his second attempt, and he was marked originally as a 4-2-2, uh, but after they, I guess, went through it and they got the official time, he broke the record 4 one wow. which immediately puts him in the range of a first-round draft pick. Well, I saw a, 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 a mock draft this week that had him yep. in the first round. Well, if, 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 if it was in question, there's no doubt now. Yeah. Every team needs a guy like him. He, speed, yeah. Speed. So him and A.D. Mitchell both are having incredible days. A.D. Mitchell posted a 4.35 40-yard dash, which after talking about Xavier's might not seem that fast, but Xavier Worthy, he's a slot receiver. You know, he's a guy that you know is going to be fast. He's a guy you want to get the ball to him quick and let him get some space and run. A.D. Mitchell, he's a he's a big man. He's he's six foot three, a big body, two hundred ten pounds. They compare him to a Julio Jones and a uh, A.J. Brown. And to run at four point three five, he will he could be the first receiver off the board. And Xavier Worthy won't be too far behind him. Well, I think now I would I would say the first receiver off the board is going to be the Ohio State receiver. Yeah, well, yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin, and then the kid from Washington is going to be up there too, and the kid from LSU. Okay, I agree, Pop. But here's the thing: no receiver since 2015 has done what Xavier Worthy, but what yeah. Ad Mitchell has done today a 4.3, the official 4.34 40-yard uh, dash, a 39 and a half vert. And 11.4 broad. That is up there with some of the best records or scores the past 10 years. Well, also earlier this week, Trevon Sweat, uh, the defensive lineman, yeah, he had wowed a, him. He had a he had a great 40 yard dash. Did you see his interview? What he said? No, I did he, not. Uh, this is gonna be bad radio, but you know they always ask these guys questions, and on on all the cameras, he says, "I'm gonna make all the these reporters go." And he just opened his mouth like in August. Oh. I'm going to make all these reporters go, oh, because he was so confident. He had a good 40 time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he did. It's not fast, but, you know, for his size, oh, it's 6'5 it, and 400 pounds. It was fast for his size. <laughs> for his size, it's really yeah, good. It, it, was, it was huge for his size. So that this this, this, shows, this shows you where yeah. the Texas program is because yeah. uh, the other defensive lineman is going to be taken. Yep. Sweat will be taken, if not the first round, the second yeah. round. 
the two wide receivers. And don't forget Jadavion about... Sanders is having a great day, too. Jadavion Sanders and Jordan Whittington, yep. I believe, is going to get drafted. You know, it made me really happy because uh, they really celebrated. Xavier Worthy, when he posted the 4.21, everybody knew it. They, they were saying they've never seen a crowd be that excited and kind of on their, their toes for when a kid comes up to run because he posted the 4.25 his first go-round, and they said, because you don't have to run again. You can say, that's it. Uh, that, I'm, that's my number. I'll let the NFL scouts make the decision based off your first one. Yeah. And he said, I want to go for the record. So he walks back up, and everybody started, ooh, you know, getting excited. Yeah, yeah. And he, you know, ran his his, uh, his race, his, got his 4.21, and the first person to meet him was Jordan Whittington. Wow. With all these that is you know, future NFL players, it was really cool to see. Um, but what's going to help guys like A.D. AD Mitchell and Xavier Worthy you can post all these great, you know, these stats, and you can look great at the combine where you're not playing football. You can post all these great stats, but you can tell these scouts, also, go look at the Bama game. Sure. Go look at this game. Go look at that game. For A.D. Mitchell, look at TCU and, yeah. the, and the flair that Quinn put up that, that saved the game for Texas. And every year, this combine, for receivers, for all, for all positions, they're giving them different drills to run. This year, one of the newer drills I've seen was uh, can you track a ball? So they'll throw, they'll have the receiver run a go route and they'll just throw it as high as they can and the focus is can he track it? A.D. Mitchell did something we saw at TCU. Remember that? Where he, where he yeah. was able to track that ball late and he secured a first down? Yeah, he was, the game. He was the best at doing that today and that's those kind of little things that are going to help them get drafted and again, they have the they got the video. They have the season-long highlights to show these scouts where some of these guys might not have a stellar uh, record to show on video, but they have the they have their stats today. Right. And think of all the highlights they had all year long. That's great. Alabama especially for Xavier Worthy. Sure. Oh, you know? e- exactly. Uh, Mark Brooks is with us, uh, the former PGA champion who was at the Longhorn basketball game today. Texas defeats Oklahoma State 81-65. Texas went on a 14 nothing spurt. When it was tied 52-52, Marco, uh, is this Longhorn basketball team to you on a positive trajectory going into the Baylor game Monday night in Waco? Well, I, I'd like to think that they are. The It was a little disturbing to see that game get tied up at any point. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you what, they turned up the gas on the defensive end, and that was the difference in the ballgame to me. They just turned it up. I mean, yeah. It was just... Uh, had a nice, nice huddle over there. But I'm sure Rodney I, wasn't happy <laughs> I think, at that first break. I think it's safe to say they're peaking early, right? They're not peaking early. They're peaking at the right time. Right time. time. I, have, I have a new theory on that peaking. Thing, okay, we can talk about that. Go you ahead. Know. What? What's your theory? Well, I mean, I'm just like, why? Do, what do you mean peak? You're playing your best ball. Well, okay, okay, Stay Mark. Peaked. Mark, you won the 1996 PGA Championship. Were you peaking then? Were you playing your best ball? Your best I golf? I was playing thing? good golf. The whole year. Okay. I mean, you have weeks where you play better, but I wasn't like trying to peak, you know, for a major. I think. I, I, okay. If you're talking about golf, I think you you. It's that old saying, and I hate cliches, but you have to use them. Stay ready. Okay. That way, you don't have to get Damn ready. It. I was fixing to say that because two weeks ago on the show on the 15th Club, you mentioned about all these guys. They want to uh, get back in golf shape. You don't have to get in golf shape if you're always in golf shape. Well, that's the part true. Of your, stay ready. But you need a mental break, okay, okay yeah. from the competition. I totally agree with that part because you can. The more you're in contention, the more exhausting it is. 
It's just all uh-huh. your senses are heightened when uh-huh. you're in those last couple of groups. So it becomes a little more it's – it's more exhausting. And it, it actually manifests itself in a physical way. So you burn more energy. I, for one, kind of like Rodney Terry's strategy because if you ask him, I think he would say the past four months were a mental break. We're just going to chill out. We're going to get ready for the last half of the season, and we're going to get ready for the tournament, and we'll be good. They're and peaking I, I right now. I would call total BS They're playing that. great right now. <laughs> you're not good enough to take a mental break. You know what? As long as you get there, you're, you're in. They're going to be nine or ten teams from the Big 12 in the tournament. Nine. It they was going to be really difficult, and they just took a, they took a little – a little mental a little siesta, nap. A little siesta, a little siesta. 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 Four months of the year. Then you're going to flame out in the second, first no. or second game. And no, the, you're they're peaking right you're now. The right this direction. is perfect. So, but, but I'm going to peak for just the NCAA. It's not. It's not That's about. Not a, okay. <laughs> it's not about who you lose to. It's when you lose to them. Texas, they right. got that out of the way. Now but, they're going to win. Okay. It's, they've got a huge chore Monday. Yeah. They got to turn around after today's win. They got to go play Baylor, and Baylor handled Kansas today in Waco. Mm-hmm. 82-74. Texas beat Baylor earlier this year at the Moody Center. Baylor looked lights out today, and where Texas is peaking, winning two in a row, Kansas (laughs) has now lost two in a row. They lost to BYU, and now they lost to the religious schools. I'm going to say it's more difficult for, let's say, 18 to 21, 22-year-olds to stay in that, let's call it, professional mode. Is or that, if you're Brock Cunningham, 18 to 28 year olds. Well, yeah. but he, he is in the same mode every week. He's my hero. Yeah, and, and I think he stays peaked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, he started the comeback today with a three pointer. Yeah, he did. He yeah. did. Yeah. But you know, I think you get my point. It's but as you mature. Like I mean, did Tom Brady take days off? No. Weeks off? No. I don't think oh, so. Oh, well, the phones. I seem to recall a story where he just didn't show up to like. To spring training or any kind of preseason. Not, that, that was Aaron Rodgers. That was Aaron. No, Rogers. no, no. Tom Brady this too. Okay, go He'd on. He's already been in the league for on. twelve years. That's a different deal. So, all right, go on. I'm talking about during the season. Yeah, he's not going to take a few games off because they've got a lead, and it's just not what they do. They just don't do that. I think it was Vince Young who won. Has Tiger Woods ever taken a tournament off prior to his injuries? I no. would say not a chance. No, he stayed peaked at all times. So when a guy's got three or four, a lot. you know, I'll, I'll go back on the to my course golf. and off the course. I'm, I'm going back to my golf analogy. <laughs> you look at a guy's record; he's won a few times. Three, he's got three, four, five tour wins, and then he's talking to the press. He's playing. He goes, "Well, what? You know, well, how's your game?" He goes, "Well, you know, I'm, I'm trying to really get everything ramped up for Augusta." Yeah. And I'm like, dude, why don't you get like when you have like 20 wins and you're Hall of Fame eligible, then maybe you could talk about peaking. Let me let me tell you about a, a, a guy. Who quietly is becoming one of my favorite all-time basketball players of all time is Dylan DeSue. Yeah, seventeen points today. The guy leads scoring in the the Big Twelve, three-point shots in the Big Twelve. This guy is quietly having a career season. Hardly sold the team. Yeah, he he played so well today. And you you and I talked about this before the show, Ben, about uh, Weaver. Weaver, yes. Oh my gosh, this young man yeah. is everywhere. He is. He played a great ball game today. What was interesting, I, you know, I know enough about basketball to be dangerous, uh, but they almost looked like they were running a, a box and one. It just let's clear it out and give the ball to DeSue and let him do his thing, and he did. Yeah. And you know, now he's got. If they collapse, you got to kick out. I mean, it was just classic. They spread out and said, "You got to stop this big guy." And they were running the guy in after. You know, about every fourth trip down the floor, they were trying to run a new guy at him. Right. I thought it was fantastic strategy. Yeah. Now, did it work all year? No, but but that was wonderful to watch. And it's it was in the pull away. 
pull-away section. So they, they play Baylor on Monday night. Ben, while Mark's here, Mark's going to leave, but he was dishing your man, Anthony Kim, who's now on the lift Ooh, tour. Yeah. Ben, Everybody was, shanks, Mark. Everybody has a shank. I, I what they talk, call the shanks. I wasn't talking about the shanks. He hasn't played in 12 years. He shouldn't be playing now. Anywhere. Oh, a little <laughs> quiet there. No way. I'm trying to uh, rebuttal without insulting the guy. <laughs> How many majors did you Are have? Are you going to insult Anthony Kim? You can't insult me. If he did not take off in the last 12 years, <laughs> he would have, I'd say, at least three majors. We wow. might be going to four. Wow. Oh. You want to talk about, you know, peaking. He hadn't peaked yet. He was on his way. He was the next Tiger Woods. Oh, we're going to have to get a guy from he MIT was the next in Eldrick here. Eldrick Woods. We're going to get a guy from MIT. Well, we'll just get one from across the street here at the, at the university. The guy chose and happiness, wealth, and surfing, and probably some tattoos. California marijuana over golf. You can't blame the guy. He got his $10 million. He probably spent it all and said, you know what? I need to go make some more money. Called up the Saudis. I want to get back in there. Can you blame the guy? He's played 12 years, Mark. He didn't play that bad. I'm going to... My, my take, because we talked about it in, in the golf golf hour, it might be the worst move Liv has made, to be real honest with you. it was It's a really bad move on Liv's part. Explain. He's 25 shots off the pace. He's just, it's just a bad look. It, 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 it's just a bad, bad look. I think marketing-wise, I will, look, I, will, it's I'll, gonna fail. I will agree with you a little bit. Marketing-wise, though, they got asses in seats. They got eyes on the phones, on the on the scoreboard. Yeah, for one. The round. social media was going nuts. And you know what? For nothing else, the weeks leading up to it, that's all golf talk was for my generation. If you were the under the age of forty, all you could think about was Anthony Kim. He's back. It was the legend. It, he was Bigfoot. He, I, he, I, he was he was I'm he was throw, Bigfoot. Let, let me throw a, let's say an unverified statistic. I thought he was dead. About 85% of that social media likes negative. I'm sorry. It's just a fact. What about the pip? So they're turning that on to watch Anthony Anthony Kim crash. Oh, really? Yes, sir. No, no, no. I, I, I fully expected. I had my buddy in Vegas put a bet that he'd shoot 62 or below. I was confident. Oh, you did do that. Yeah, I thought he'd go course record <laughs> hope you on that. Thursday. Yeah, I'm wrong, but he, I watch. I don't, He's also hustling hey, them. I don't wish ill... I'm not, I hope he plays good. This really is an do. old school hustle. I hope he comes back and plays great. But He'll win two tournaments are, this year. The odds are he will not. Okay, we got to take a break. No. Mark's got to go. Mark, thank you for talking Anthony Kim and Longhorn basketball. Look forward to next week. Thanks so much for being with us on the End Zone Club. Thank you. And Mr. Weaver, he's got a new fan today. Oh, yeah. Hustle uh, guy. Me, too. I well, love the guy. Well, he, he was all over the place. I loved it. Yeah, I do, too. He's a guy. You. Okay, we're going to take a break. After this break, more on the End Zone Club, live from Dirty Martin's Place, right after this. Hey, welcome back to the End Zone Club. I'm Ed Clements, along with Ben Clements. We broadcast live from historic Dirty Martin's Place on Guadalupe in the shadow of the University of Texas. This is the place to be. We're watching college basketball and been a way of a game going on. Up in Morgantown, Texas Tech has made a huge comeback. Tech leads West Virginia 52-51 in the second half. As we told you a little while ago, the Longhorns defeated Oklahoma State today 81-65. Baylor over Kansas 82-74. A little later tonight, Houston at Norman. Watch out. Big game. I smell an upset. Houston uh, playing OU in Norman also today. Iowa State continues their fine play. They defeated uh, University of Central Florida yep. by a score of 60-52. to 52. Now, uh, to end this segment, 
on the Longhorns. I think they're playing really, needless to say, really well. Yeah. The big win at Tech. Tech yeah. was under man. Yeah. Oklahoma State's not very good, but a win is a win is a win. And uh, they've got two more games left in the regular season. The Baylor Bears on Monday, then Oklahoma a week from today yeah. back at the Moody Center. Oklahoma, it's going to be a big game tonight uh, to see what they can do against Houston, but that'll be a telltale sign for next week uh, when Texas close out the final chapter of the Big 12 play. But Texas is in the tournament. We know that. But like we said, Mark doesn't agree. They're peaking right now. They're finally playing their best ball. They got Shed back, uh, Shedrick, their uh, the big man, which gives a lot of help to DeSue. And hopefully Dylan Mitchell can be back up to 100% soon, but... They're playing better. Max Asmus, he's finally found a shot. He was in single digits his last three games. He's found his shot. It seems like the whole team has finally figured out a way to play cohesively. And Rodney Terry, too, I'll give him credit. He's got the game plans. Lubbock was a hard place to play, but he game planned perfectly to attack the boards, play low. Tech couldn't stop that. Today uh, uh, against Oklahoma State, they were going inside and out all day long. Oklahoma State was looking like their head were spinning. So this is a team that's, that's, that's figured it out. It was a little late, but they figured it out. And against a Big 12 conference that's so good, you know, they can get away with a few losses. And it was interesting today. It got 52-52 when, when uh, Oklahoma State went on a 9-0 run. And I was listening to uh, Eddie Orn and Craig on the network. And I, in past games... A game against UCF, a mm-hmm. game against Houston, in the first game against Tech, they went south. Yeah. And those were all shock. A smart team would have gone yeah, south. Yeah, those were all three home home games that they lost to those opponents. Texas didn't go south. Yeah. Brock Cunningham, uh, among others, started a big fourteen to nothing run, and they waltzed their way. They covered the spread, and they have great momentum heading into Baylor. And you got to be believe, at least I do. Baylor left a lot on the court today. Baylor did because yeah. I think emotionally, yeah. physically, it is quite an accomplishment to defeat Kansas, which they did. They split their series. Baylor lost to Kansas at Allen Fieldhouse, but they won today in Waco. So I question, and this may will maybe be moot, but I just think playing a Kansas and Texas back-to-back has to take you out emotionally. Kansas fans would, would shudder the fact that you're putting Kansas and Texas in the same sentence, but uh, Baylor's the first team in, in in a long time to defeat Kansas five years in a row, at least once. That doesn't happen much. They gave Kansas their seventh loss of the year in Big 12. They've never done that in the Big 12. Kansas is to say Kansas is not so good team, or is Baylor a lot better than their, their record showed us. But I agree. They, they left it all on the court today. It's going to be tough. They're, they might have that Kansas hangover. Uh, Monday night for Texas. Hope this they do. this yeah. could be the perfect time for Texas to attack and not only prove that they should be in the tournament, but they could really improve their seeding. Because at this point, oh, you, it's, it's all about your seeding. It's it all is. about your seeding. Because yeah. I think I saw projections: Texas is a nine seed, nine or if, eight. If yeah. they can, if they could win these next two games, they could jump up to a six or seven seed fairly easily. So these next two games, you know, needless to say, the biggest games of the season for the Horns. Uh, Longhorn baseball teams in action in Houston right now. Last night, Houston fell to a really great LSU team, 63. But right now, the Longhorns have gone ahead of Texas State 10-9. to And they're in the ninth inning down in Houston in a great baseball game. So David Pearson team trying to bounce back into the win column. They have Vanderbilt tomorrow. So this is a big weekend with some quality opponents down in Houston. And not to mention next week, the Texas Fighting Aggies come to Austin. They, Tuesday night, Texas, yeah. Texas hosts the Aggies Tuesday night at the Dish. So this is 
it's a big few games for the Hortons. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see how they fare against Vanderbilt because they didn't play well against mm-hmm. LSU uh, last night. Well, they didn't play well. They faced the pitcher who struck out 12 last night. This is a little taste of what they'll be getting next year and the years to come in the SEC. Yeah. We all know the SEC dominates baseball, so this is a time for David Pierce to, to get his – his little uh, standings on what it's going to be looking like. Again, as we go to break, tell our listeners we got 45 seconds before break. What happened today at the combine? Xavier Worthy, 4.21 40-yard dash, breaks the combine record uh, that has been standing for quite some time. He improved his draft status. Uh, A.D. Mitchell, 4.34, the second fastest time out of receivers. Uh, Devondre Sweat had a great combine. Uh, Jatavion Sanders is looking like the second best tight end. Longhorn football is making a, a stand at the combine. We're going to take a break for the news. After the news, more on the End Zone Club, and we welcome your phone calls, 512-836-0590. Our show brought to you by Howery, Breen, and Herman, Covert Bastrop, Plains Capital Bank, Pokey Joe's Barbecue, Sue Patrick, S&B Amusements, and Delaware Subs. Back from Dirties right after the news. Welcome back to the End Zone Club. I'm Ed Clements along with Ben Clements. We're live from Dirty Martin's Place, your place to watch college basketball action tonight man oh man is there going to be a great game tonight alabama the crimson tide battle the tennessee volunteers our friend rick barnes who won his 800th career game this week nominated for the basketball hall of fame so uh that'd be a big game you can watch down at dirties tech continues to lead west virginia uh, texas defeated oklahoma state today 81 65 and baylor upset kansas 82 74 baseball update yep. wow tell everybody just what happened ben. texas state has just hit a a two-run shot in the top of the ninth to go up 11 to 10 texas will be trailing going into the bottom of the ninth inning mm. from the minute Maid park i was about to say astrodome from minute Maid park in houston this last night against lsu that's a loss you can deal with texas state this yeah. one will sting Oosh. david pierce will have to get his guys ready for a, a little bit of a rally here yeah I mean, texas state though that's been, not me. That's they, not me joking on Texas State because no. their baseball program has really improved. Ty Harrington started yeah. it and started building it back. He's retired, but yeah, they're they're the Bobcats are real. They they are for real. And what a, a crowd last night at Minute Maid, over thirty thousand yeah. for Texas and LSU, and a ton of those Cajuns were there. Well, lordy, lordy, lordy! You're basically. I mean, what is that for a halfway. bad wish? Halfway, yeah, halfway. And again, this is a taste of of, of the years to come. Yeah, the SEC knows Texas is a is one of the blue bloods of baseball. They've had many national championships from Augie Garrido. It's a team that they expect to come into their conference and really you know, make a statement. So yeah. LSU fans want to see it. Sure. Our show proudly brought to you by Howery, Breen, and Herman, Attorneys at Law. Thank you, Randy Howery and crew. Covert and Bastrop, Rocks and the guys were closed today, but they'll be open in the morning at 11 o'clock. Plains Capital Bank, thank you, Paul Hoggebeck and crew, for all you do. Plains Capital Bank. Pokey Joe's Barbecue. Listen, friends, if you're looking for great Texas barbecue tonight, look no further than Pokey Joe's. Locations throughout Austin and Central Texas featuring great brisket, ribs, and sausage, and all the great side dishes. Make it Pokey Joe's Barbecue. Sue Patrick, 5222 Burnett Road. Delaware Subs, two-for-one cheesesteaks tomorrow. And by S&B Amusements. Ben, a really strange story today. Johnny Manziel, the former Texas Fight and A&M Aggie quarterback, is making news today, and this is really uh-huh. made nationwide news. Tell everybody what happened. His comeback story, you know, he had a, the, the documentary a few months ago, which got a lot of eyes, but he's really trying to improve his image, and this is helping the uh, NIL fans, or I don't know how you put it, but his tweet was, was this, and I quote, 
After careful thought and consideration, I will be humbly removing myself from the Heisman Trophy ceremony until Reggie Bush gets his trophy back. Doesn't sit right with me and my morals and values that he can't be on that stage with us every year. Reggie is the Heisman Trophy. Do the right thing, NCAA. The ball is in your court. Much love, Johnny Manziel. Let's review what happened. Reggie, I love him. Reggie Bush and Matt Leiner and Vince Young were finalists for the Heisman Trophy. We all wanted Vince to win, let's mm-hmm. be honest. But yep. Reggie Bush won that year. And he might have deserved it, honestly. I, th- I think he was very he good. He deserved it. Vince played a better national championship game, needless to say. But Reggie Bush got the award. Then it was taken away because Pete Carroll and the USC staff were paying Reggie Bush. And, but most importantly, they were paying Reggie Bush's mom and dad for houses. For houses. And uh, the downtown football club said, uh-uh-uh. They took the Heisman away from Reggie, Reggie Bush, because if his parents were getting the benefits and he was getting benefits well. Now, today in college football, what happened at USC is commonplace. It's not just commonplace. What he was making back then and what they were giving his family was peanuts. It was nothing. It wasn't a, a, a blip on the whole entire spectrum of NIL. I mean, some might say... Okay, well, what he did back then was it was illegal. It's kind of like you know, you know, if you got a, a gangster in prohibition that was thrown in jail for selling alcohol, and then ten years later it's like, hey, this guy, what he, he, you know, let him out. Right, right. But what he did back then was illegal. Other side though is, what kind of a sham is the NCAA running? Where not only is what he did legal now, it's out of control. It's the wild west. Guys are making millions, and he only made probably a fraction of what your your average you know receiver will make in the ACC uh, we open up the phone numbers at 512-836-0590 cuz i think there're going to be a lot of people who disagree with you but you know what i agree with johnny no no Manziel. i agree i agree. i totally you agree, agree with johnny i was looking at both sides yeah. of it because the NCAA will look at it as what he did back then was illegal and so he is banned a shame to him but i think rational football fans that know the state of college football will say, that's a that's a whole load of you-know-what. Yeah. Let him have his trophy back. I, I, he is a staple in football. He will be remembered as maybe the most exciting running back legendary. that ever lived. Yeah, he's legendary, and they should let him back, uh, get his Heisman back. Yeah. And, you know, I heard I read some stuff today. Okay, Ed, and I, my opinion is yours. I think they should give him back his Heisman from what's going on today. Goodness gracious. But it's just, it's Our friend Quinn Ewers is driving around on a what Aston Martin yeah, tonight, for yeah. goodness sake. It is funny, though, because it's coming from Johnny, who well, yeah. he doesn't have the best reputation. I think I saw somebody on Well, see, Johnny but, got Johnny left football because he was getting, he, he was going to get in trouble. He was selling autographs well, that's why when I, they caught him, yeah. I, uh, I saw somebody say, this is like... Uh, what they say? This is like R. Kelly advocating for O.J. Simpson to get his back. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, you know, well, I, I, Johnny Menzel, you kind of were doing the same thing, and he didn't get caught. Right. I, I heard the Pete Rose example today. Pete Rose bet on his own team. Yeah. You cannot do that. But someone said, "But wait, Ed, gambling is so prolific out but there." But it's not legal. You, you, but that's that's a bad comparison because it's not like you can do that now in the MLB. It's still illegal. The you, point, can't, you can't bet on your team. No, exactly. Right, it's right. still illegal. So, But the the whole emphasis is what he is really banished from it, football for doing you know, 17 years ago or 20 years ago, it's totally legal, normalized, encouraged. 
that is how football teams survive and make make a a their ends meet a team. I agree with Johnny. I actually applaud him, and I I became a big Johnny football fan this week because he's taking a stand. It's what most again rational football fans feel. Give yeah. Reggie his Heisman back. I agree. I, yeah, if you were to rank the top, let's say five running backs in college football in the last 50 years. He's got to be there. I'd say 99% of, of, of polls would have Reggie Bush in that He's got to in be that there. Group. And you know what I think is going to happen? I think there's going to be a groundswell of support within yep. the Heisman community. Yep. The Earl Campbell's out there. The, the You name it. Yep. I think people will say, yeah, uh, Reggie Bush should be able to keep that because it is it pales in comparison What's happening right now and in also, college football? And if not just for Reggie Bush's sake, because they're showing support of Reggie Bush, it might be because of an anti-NCAA movement. Because yeah. these players are so pissed off at the NIL era and what it's doing to their beloved sport. It could be, a, you know what, we're going to boycott you, the NCAA, because of what you've done. Yeah. It is for the benefit of Reggie, but it's also as a as a screw you to the NCAA. Well, the NCAA... Uh, put the white flag up yesterday they've lost court case after court case for some reason the ncaa went after tennessee a few uh, about a month ago because of inappropriate recruiting of their new quarterback and they cited uh money and collectives come on yeah you caused all this ncaa because your fault you put no guardrails up and they lost another court case in this deal and yeah. yesterday, the NCAA said, "Well, we're gonna, we're not gonna uh, compliance anymore. We're not gonna investigate any other team, which is sad, but which I'm glad because you are at fault, NCAA. And, yeah. un- and until you're able to put up guardrails, it's gonna be, it's gonna be the continuing situation. I know Nick Saban a couple of weeks ago said he wants to be the guy that changes the NIL to get a little control. Yeah. And I, I applaud that, but I would say to Coach Saban, Coach." Uh, the toothpaste is out of the toothpaste. You know yeah, what I, mean? I mean, cow's out of the barn. If this Reggie Bush and Johnny Manziel saga, which we got to put him in the saga now, had a title, if it had a Netflix series, you know what it'd be called? Hypocrisy. It's hypocrisy from the NCAA. It is. And to to not allow him to have that moment, that trophy that he earned, because his parents were getting a house and he got a little money. When we all know how many players a year, even. Players that season, for all we know, Vince Young probably well, course, maybe Vince got w- some money. Vince was getting money then. But he we got all know that yeah. because he was at the top of the hill. Right. You don't the guys that are fourth, fifth, twentieth well, in place, they don't get caught. Well, it's the guy that's at the top of the hill that's yeah. the one that's going to get all the. He eyes. was a Heisman Trophy, and I think it was so blatant by Pete Carroll too. And I like mm-hmm. Pete Carroll, but I think Pete Carroll was doing what a lot of people are. Doing. Yeah. And I'm sure Vince got money then. We all of know. Of course. Of course, he got money then. So, uh, it, but it just. I wonder if it, will this be a domino effect? Johnny Manziel started it, you know. Good on him, you know. I, he got the support of a lot of, of football fans this week, but will it gain the momentum from the rest of the Heisman uh, victors? Yeah. Because it should. It should. Reggie Bush should be on there, and if this works out for his his sake, will he accept it? Will he be at these ceremonies? I wonder what Reggie Bush will say because he has been quoted saying, you know, he's accepted it. He probably hates the NCAA more than most people in the country. What will his reaction be? It will start a national discussion if yep. it's not already done that. Hey, we need to take a break. I'm Ed Clements and Ben Clements broadcasting live from Dirty Martin's Place. We're watching college basketball again, Alabama 
and Tennessee about to play. Ben, got an update on the Longhorns? By the way, an uh, update from uh, Houston. Texas State has defeated the Longhorns 11-10. Uh, they Ouch. came back top of the ninth with a two-run home run to get this lead, and they sealed it uh, in the bottom of the ninth. So Texas falls two in a row now yesterday to LSU, today to Texas State. Tomorrow they face Vanderbilt ahead of a next Tuesday match against A&M, and David Pierce is finding his team slip away early against well, the SEC. I don't know slip slip away, but I think they've got a dose of reality this yeah. weekend. They got they got a hot pitcher from LSU last night who uh, struck out 12. They're playing against a team 30 miles away. What's, what, what's that? That's so bad. Yeah. It's bad. I don't want to say I might have misspoke slip away, but yeah. that's a bad loss for David Pierce. It is. Today's a bad loss against, with very, all due respect to my bad loss. Yeah. Um, and Houston against your home fans, that's a bad loss. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a break. After this break, more football talk. We know there's going to be a 12-team playoff next year in the NCAA, but don't look now, but the SEC and Big Ten are flexing their muscles. We'll tell you about that and much, much more. Live from Dirty Martin's Place on the drag, iconic place, great burgers, great onion rings, tater tots, great drinks, full bar, and college basketball on the big screen TVs in the back room where we're broadcasting live from the end zone club table and the Mac Brown table. Back with more right after this. Welcome back to the end zone club. I'm Ed Clements along with Ben Clements as we broadcast live from historic Dirty Martin's Place on Guadalupe uh, near the campus of the University of Texas. We're we're watching a great basketball game uh, right now. Texas Tech, who's going to be in the tournament playing at West Virginia, and it's a close one. It is 68-64 Tech with under six minutes to play earlier this afternoon over at the Moody Center. Texas over Oklahoma State, 81-65. to 65. Horns go to 19-10 and 10 on the year, 8-8 eight and eight in Big 12 play. Also, Baylor defeated Kansas today, 82-74. Also, Iowa State over uh, UCF, 60-52. Big game in Norman. Is that tipped off yet, Ben? Norm- it is not. It tips off at 7 o'clock, so we got uh, 12 minutes. Oklahoma hosting... Uh, the Houston Cougars, the number one team in the nation, ought to be a, a great basketball game. <laughs> we have been talking about uh, football. We talked about the Xavier Worthy story. Tell everybody, again, if you just joined us, what Xavier Worthy did today. Uh, today, uh, about an hour ago, Xavier Worthy broke the, the combine record for 40-yard dash at 4.21 seconds, the fastest recorded combine uh, 40-yard dash in history, increasing his chances to be a first-round draft pick probably made him a couple million dollars today he and ad mitchell are the clear fastest receivers in this year's draft how great would it be if texas got two of their wide receivers in the first round ad mitchell and xavier worthy and then jatavian sanders and then jordan whittington too i think they absolutely will so so right now this year's draft uh based on speed because you know there's a 40-yard dash time ad mitchell had a 4.35 uh, Xavier had a 4.21, but they can also determine your speed, and they are the two fastest players. Just by miles per hour, uh, Xavier Worthy ran a 24 miles per hour 40-yard dash, and A.D. Mitchell ran a 23.84 uh, miles per hour 40-yard dash. Yeah, I, saw, I saw a funny deal on Twitter this week. She's been interrupting me about it had Joy, Joy McGuire. Uh-huh. Well, how fast did he run? Well, it, it had Joy uh, McGuire going, everything the Big 12 runs through, through love, and it showed Brock Cunningham. Uh, bumping the guy out of bounds, and it targeting. Showed, then it showed Xavier Worthy in his big punt return against yeah. Tech this year. So, um, okay, Pop, we we got to switch gears a little more football talk. Uh, you alluded to this, you know. Next year, NCAA goes to their twelve man playoffs. 
Uh, five, five, seven. Yep. The top four uh, conference, highest rated conference champions plus one more, and then seven at-large teams, yep. five and seven, which I think by all indications Texas should probably be in that, maybe. Yep. Well, maybe they should be in that. But now they're already discussing what happens in 2026 with the playoffs, and they're throwing this on the table. This is driven mm. by the SEC and the Big Ten, yep. and it is a 14-team playoff. Mm. But here's the rub. Three automatic bids to SEC. Three automatic bids to the Big Ten. Two to the ACC. Two to the Big 12. One from the Gang of Five. And then three at large. And just imagine that. Three from the SEC. And it could be a possible five or six with the three at large. Already our friend Sonny Dykes has said, whoa, what's going on here? What's going on? Is it just because of popularity? Is it about attendance in game? So this is getting some huge blowback. But I got to tell you, I love Sonny Dykes, uh-huh. but money talks. Money is talking uh, from the SEC and the Big Ten and the networks. I couldn't, I couldn't disagree with this more, Pop. Um, the four-man playoff was great because it had put an emphasis on every game, on every conference championship. Uh, the 12-team expansion... It changes the fabric of college football, yes. A 14-team playoff, it rips its soul apart. College football is dead. You know why? Two reasons. The regular season, who gives a rat's behind about the regular season? As long as you win eight games, nine games, you're probably in. The conference championships. Depending, Who cares? Depending, because both those teams are probably going to be in. But, but depending on what conference you're in, if you're in the SEC and Big Ten, you've got that big advantage. I think this is the worst idea possible. Less of an emphasis on the regular season and conference championships. At that point, let's just let's just get rid of conference championships. SEC, Big Ten, don't waste your time. Don't let your best players get injured. Both those teams are going to be in no matter what. Let me just tell you, I disagree with you. It's a horrible idea. I think it's a great idea. Goats. I think it's a great idea, and I'm sorry for the other conferences, but let's let's just let's be real honest. Football and college football is going to change once again in a couple of years. Well, you know, I had heard that the SEC was demanding because we all know this is led by the SEC in the Big Ten. They're the power conferences, the most money from the network. I had I had read that they had demanded four teams. Oh wow, four teams! But the NCAA said, "Look, look, guys, buddy, we got to compromise here. We can't let that happen." So they compromised to three teams. This is ridiculous. Well, it, it is ridiculous to have three automatic teams. I don't know, Ben. I think you. I think you should have your conference championships in, and then have at-large teams. But by saying you automatically have three Big Ten schools, what if the Big Ten and this won't happen, Ben? What if they're down for a year? What if they're down and they they're not going to be down because they now have. Oregon and Washington and USC and UCLA and the SEC has Texas and Oklahoma but that's my only concern but but my point is in all this it's we, we are approaching and Jeff and I talked about this on 1027 ESPN we are rapidly approaching the have and the have nots which I hate which I hate, I, that, too, I hate that I hate that we know that at the end of the day this is a money grab this is going to benefit the the people in power nobody else this is going to defy logic the sport, who is really deserving. It's about it's about money to the powers that be. 
and I hate it. I, this is no longer a let's crown the right champion. I'll say it. You might disagree. A lot of people might disagree. Florida State this past year, they deserved it. Yeah, their quarterback was out, but they played the season right. They didn't lose. They did everything they needed to do, and they got kicked Screwed, to the curb yeah. because of because Alabama and all and Texas. Texas was part of that conversation. Really, it was Alabama. It was mostly but, Alabama, but it's because Texas it was, beat Alabama. Because it was money. What is a 14-team playoff going to do? It's going to be awful. It's not going to be awful. It's not going to be awful. It's going to be good. It's going to be terrible. It's, well, just imagine. We talked about this, This too. is all about money to the rich folks. Keep getting them richer and richer. It, it is, but I think there's got to be a reckoning in college football. Mm-hmm. I hate it because Jeff believes, our buddy Jeff believes, that the TCUs and the Baylors and the Tech are going to be thrown to the curb. That should never, ever happen. It should never, ever happen. We should. They should be equal in this deal with the three, three, two, two, one, 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 three. Uh-huh. It's not equal when the SEC and Big Ten get the automatic burst. You need to get berths to the quality teams, the best, the conference champions, and the highest ranked teams. But don't you think even talking of expanding? It makes no sense when you haven't tested the waters, Pop. If you are if you are uh, on a run and you're going to jump over a creek and it is six foot long, you got to cover six feet. And you're you think you're going to test that before you go jump over the twelve foot creek? Yeah, you're going to test that to make sure you you can clearly do it instead of just going. You know what? There's a twelve foot creek. I'm going to go for that before that. Don't we're, you think you need to test out a twelve man playoff? We're going to have it. We're going to have it's going to be for two years. The 12-man playoff will be for two years, and then in 2026, this will so we'll have two years of the 12-team playoffs. It sounds like they've made their mind up because uh, they see know. two more teams. That's an extra, what, $20 million, $200 million? Mm-hmm. Because at this point, the playoffs have become money. It's TV rights. It's money to the, to the Power Fives, to the schools. And a big concern that I think people have to address as the, the college football season gets longer how are they going to compete against the NFL in December, mm-hmm. mid-December, and in late December? Because the NFL now has some Saturday important games. How is that going to be for television ratings, yada da 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 da, to have college going head to head against the pros? I think yeah. I just I, I don't agree with this. Twelve teams on paper. When you when you explain it to me, when you tell me right now, we're going to have a twelve-team college football playoff next year. That sounds great. More football? Three weeks of uh, playoff football? Hell yes. Maybe a game at DKR in December. That sounds amazing, Pop. Yeah. But you know what? This is going to be so convoluted. It is going to be chaotic. It's going to be a cluster for the NCAA to decide or the playoff committee to decide who gets in. If they have three SEC teams, three Big Ten teams, why and do you, then three at-large teams. Why do, you, can, yeah. why do you play if you're the Big Ten and SEC? Why do you play a conference championship? You Both don't those have teams to. are in. You don't have to. Why, why do you really try in the regular season? Once you get to nine wins, you bench everybody. You got your nine wins. Don't play anymore because you're in the playoffs. Maybe. Probably. Maybe. Probably. Maybe. maybe. Probably. If you have ten wins, Pop, so let's say Texas uh, in four years. And let me let's get next year it should be Georgia, Texas, and Alabama, okay. the top three yeah, teams. I agree. So let's say in four years they go to 14-team playoffs, and Texas wins its first – what, 10 games, and there's an 11th game. They're in the playoffs already. Who cares? They're in the playoffs. Let's sit everybody for the A&M game. Let's sit everybody because we, we're in the playoffs. Let's not risk it. 
We're going to go to the big. We're going to go to the SEC championship probably too. We're not going to play in that either. We're going to have two weeks where we don't play our starters because we're in the we're in the playoffs because we're one of the three teams. We see that with the with the uh, with the NFL playoffs. Oh, sure. McCaffrey didn't play the last two weeks of the season. Sure, sure. It's going to be no different. This is a bad, bad situation. This is a slippery slope for the well, NCAA. Well, are you more upset with the three automatic bursts from the SEC or the Big Ten or just the mere expansion? Uh, the mere expansion. Really? Uh, emphasis on the three three teams because that it's too much. It, it's such a – the emphasis on the regular season has just been wiped away before a very See, I don't I don't agree with that. You still have to win in the regular season. You have to, but and it's going to be very limit, competitive to get the, number, three, the three wins. It's at a certain the, number. It's going to be very competitive to be one of the top three teams in an expanded Big Ten and SEC. With that means, though, Pop, the NIL is going to NIL is going to keep expanding. The transfer portal is going to be more emphasized. This is a perfect storm of. This is going to come and bite them in the ass. We will leave you on that. Kyle, thanks a million for your great work back of the studio. Thanks to Dirty Martins. I'm Ed Clements along with Ben Clements. It's been fun tonight. Thanks to Jake and everybody here at Dirty Martins Place. Come enjoy Dirties tonight. We'll be back next Saturday on the End Zone Club on KLBJ. So long, everybody.